breaking news. I'm Grant Cohn. This is Coach Noah Johnston. And uh, there is breaking news. Mike Silver of the San Francisco Chronicle posted this today. It's time for San Francisco 49ers to let go of some fantasies, whatever that means, and embrace reality. Barring a seismic jump by Trey Lance and a shocking regression by Brock Purdy or an unfortunate injury, Purdy is the team starter in 2023. And then Silver writes in his article, on Thursday I talked to two people with knowledge of the organization's plans and they confirmed what is already semi-obvious. The battle is over and Purdy has won. What do you think of this news? I mean, it should it should be what he kind of what he said, right? Isn't it kind of semi obvious? Isn't it like, I mean, it, to me, it's like if there were a uh, a pitcher in the fifth inning throwing a perfect game, forty pitches in, and we had like a mid game report from a from a from an insider saying, "I have it on good authority that this pitcher is going to be coming out for the sixth inning." Thank you very much. He called it. How did he know? He was so connected. No offense. I love you, Mike. I'm sure he is connected, but it's like, yeah, of course. I was going to say before, like, we haven't heard from Mike in a a minute, right? (laughs) Yeah. And whatever it is, it's like to dance on Trey Lance's grave. Why? I don't understand. Whatever. Uh, This is very obvious that this is obviously going this direction. If he loses a game, it'll be his first. And how could you bench him for losing his first game in the playoffs? Like, it's kind of expected for a rookie. Right. He would have to, like, if he loses a game. He'd have to throw like four interceptions and not be able to do. He'd have to he'd have to play like Jimmy Garoppolo in the playoffs, right? To to like, but but even then, Jimmy Garoppolo played like Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Jimmy got away with it somehow. <laughs> like, Jimmy made a fortune playing like that in the playoffs. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, good scoop. I'm sure he talked to people high up. I'm guessing, and uh, I'm sure this is legit. I mean. At the same time, poor timing. Why does this have to come out now from the Niners' perspective? Why would you even whisper this? Like, it just like, kind of feels know. like it reminds me of that time when there was a report that Jimmy Garoppolo was about to get a big multi-year extension with the 49ers. And then that day he hurt his, he hurt his foot. It just feels like, again, I don't think the football gods would appreciate it. Why are you talking about next year? Off the record. You haven't beaten the Cowboys yet. He could throw five picks this weekend against the Cowboys, be the main reason you don't make it past, and then you might be like, you know what? You know what? We might have to re- reevaluate this one. So I, I say live in the moment. Whoever spoke to Mike. Mike did a good job. Mike, It's Mike's job to get people to talk. Whoever's talking. Yeah, I don't think he's lo- I don't think he's not making anything up. I think he's, he, he is talking to somebody in the organization. And no doubt. I think, yeah. Um, and they said the obvious, but at the same time, Semi, that's not obvious. It's semi-obvious. Sem, semi-obvious. 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 So here's, okay, here's the thing. He has to start week one, but they never have to say, like, he's our franchise quarterback. You can just like, just treat it like he's on a heater. It's the greatest start to a quarterback's career ever. It's going to come down to earth eventually. How far, we don't know. And he's so let's, uh, yeah, just take it one game at a time. He's a starter. He's a starter. But you know what? If he throws five picks at any point in the game or if he gets hurt and Trey Lance comes in and plays better, you can always pivot. But I think I was watching the show with uh, the show with you and your father and your father made a good point is like and and this is how I feel is that the 49ers quarterbacks are oh, they always get hurt. Like so why yes. would you if you're the backup a lot of Trey Lance, why would you not think you're you're, you're not going to get your shot? Yeah. Again, if you're just tuning in the breaking news is that Mike Silver of the San Francisco Chronicle spoke to two people in the Niners organization who gave to him on good authority that Brock Purdy will be the 49ers starting quarterback next season. He has won the job. So I guess he felt like this was a big, you know, uh, in your face to Trey Lance fans. I think everyone saw this coming. I think Trey Lance sees this coming. I think Jimmy sees this coming. It's only fair. There's no, I, there's no decision to really make here. Brock Purdy took the decision out of everyone's hands, which is what's what can be very cool about Sports. What are you going to do? And you know what? The other thing that's cool about sports is we don't know what's going to happen next year. Just because he's playing well now doesn't mean that he'll play well next year. There could be a book yeah, on but, him. He could become right. a, a turnover machine. He could become he could become a diva who starts going off script all the time. You know what I mean? Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. I doubt that, by the way. But funny things happen in life. 
No, it is. It, it's it's funny because right, the one of the guys that they compare him to, uh, not necessarily his playing style, but just kind of the story is Kurt Warner, right? And mm-hmm. what happened with Kurt Warner? Right, Kurt Warner replaced somebody because because due to an injury. Then Kurt Warner got replaced because of an injury because Mark mm-hmm. Bolger came in and Bolger had a mm-hmm. right, he had get a good enough season, I think good enough season uh, season plus to be like, hey, look, he's our starter. And then they mm-hmm. moved on from Corona, right? So it's just it's interesting, interesting how that stuff works. I, I compare him most to Russell Wilson. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're, no, no, for sure. No, the, the, I like there's great comparisons with a lot of them, but I like the Russell Wilson comparison too because I feel like he's having a similar impact on his team. Russell Wilson walked onto a freaking loaded Seahawks roster, but they were mediocre because of their quarterback, and he was he wasn't as good as it seemed in retrospect, but he was. At that price point, at that point in his career on that team, he was great. And the, and the team was hard to beat with him on the field. And I feel like Purdy can do some of that. You know, but also, but also Russell Wilson at the time, the third round picket, he was an aw shucks, humble, you know, whatever it takes team guy, you know, man of faith. Not that he lost that, but look at him now. I mean, he's married to CR. He's like one of the biggest star diva guys in the league. A lot of people seem to really not like him, including most of his teammates. I mean, things happen over the course of a career. So I'm not saying the Niners should give Brock Purdy the big Russell Wilson contract because that was not the right move for Seattle. So we'll have to just take this one game at a time. I think they should take it one game at a time. I think I think, I think, think people don't like Russ because I think he, he – He's he's a diva, but he pretends like he's not, right? Like so, he's he's like he's a diva, but if you ask him about it, it's like, no, 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 no. He's you know like that's why. But he didn't have like, enough money and standing to express it when he was twenty three on his first second year on the team, right? He's the third round pick, making nine hundred k, trying to trying to get that second contract. Then he gets it in the third one, and he's got a hundred fifty million dollars, and he's like, you know what? I think I'll take an office. Yeah, I think I'll take an office. Yeah, it's like, I, I don't know. I mean, isn't that human nature at a certain point? I guess if you don't do that, that's almost remarkable. Like, wow. Way to be humble, making double what your coach makes. Jimmy does do it. Right? Right? Isn't one of the things that's nice about having a, a quarterback who's not a first-round pick or not a veteran is that he is so coachable. He wants to get – he hasn't gotten paid yet. No signing bonus. Nothing really. I mean, he's trying to show that he's the hardest worker, the, the biggest, you know, everything that a coach wants. The coach's dream. That's what you got right now in Brock Purdy for three more years. But when he's 28, he might just have a mansion in Malibu. You never know. He could have a side career making movies in Hollywood or Italy. It kind of it still goes off the same it, the same concept we've talked about before, and you talked about it is that. It's funny how players do really, really well when when they're on a the last year of their contract, right? Like he, this is his career is on is on like you're the literally the last guy in 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 the draft. So like if you don't play, obviously he's played he's played more than well enough. He's he's gonna have a career in the NFL, but yeah. you don't play well or decently mm-hmm. when you have your shot. Mm-hmm. You're you're probably done. Like the last guy in the draft, last last pick in the draft. So he's under. For his career, you know the way things when when he started out, he was under immense pressure to perform. If he went out and there and threw eight picks, like next year, the other the roster. yeah, the other side of the story is Trey's future. Like if 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 this means Brock's already got the job, like there's not going to be a quarterback competition. What does this mean for Trey? Um, are the Niners going to trade him? Mike Silver didn't say that. I don't feel like that's how they do business. And I think you could, there's something to be said for trading him while his value before it drops anymore because the Niners don't play him. But what you could say is maybe keeping Trey here bring, keeps Brock on his toes and lets him know, dude, this is not your team. You, We're not giving you anything. We are not. We don't want to anoint anyone at this position. We did it with Jimmy. We did it with Colin. We did it with Alex. We don't want to anoint anyone. We want to have competition because that's what Bill had for a long time, uh, Bill Walsh. So maybe that's what way to go with it. And maybe it's fair to be like, look, even though Brock has had a great start to his career, that doesn't mean that it's always going to be like this. We don't know what year two is going to look like. You know, maybe this is the, the best of Brock right now. We have no idea. So why pretend like you do? Why not hedge your I bets? Think, yeah. And I think, I think the Niners 
are deathly scared of the injury at the quarterback position. Yes. Because of your, you know, your experience, your, your, your experience leads to your own perspective. They've been, they've lost seasons due to, due to injury at the quarterback position. So I, if they moved on from Trey, I, I don't think they, they wouldn't do it without like a real backup plan. And, and this season, they would only have to go back to this season, right? To like to look at that, like, well, like keeping Jimmy, keeping Jimmy, and then we found Brock. Like that saved the freaking season. Imagine if Nate Sudfeld was the quarterback right now. I, I'm with you. I'm with you. How many quarterbacks made it through 17 games without getting hurt and missing a game this year? Missing some. How many guys did it? I could probably look know. it up. I could probably look it up, but it seems like half the quarterbacks in the league missed sometime. And it, what's interesting is now every quarterback in the playoffs has left standing is in his 20s and mobile so it seems like to have real success in the nfl you have to be able to move and why is that because the pocket's a dangerous place even though you have all the rules in your favor there like the defensive linemen get are so athletic and they get more and more athletic every year and so you have to get outside the pocket and then when you get outside the pocket none of the rules protect you so you run around i mean it seems like you're gonna get hurt one way or another Probably. Right. Probably. Unless you're, Brock, unless you're Tom Brady. But certain quarterbacks you're literally not allowed to breathe on. And I don't think Brock Purdy's reached that level of fame yet like no, Tom, no, Bra- no. Tom Brady has. <laughs> you can't look. If you look at Tom Brady a certain way, that's a 15-yard penalty. Side-eyeing Tom Brady. He didn't appreciate it. 15 yards. Keith Murphy says, Russell Wilson always been like since his NC State days. Brock comes off way more genuine. Yeah, it's true. There was always something um, fake, disingenuous, kind of fake about Russell, right? Kind of fake. Trying too hard, too, too, too positive, too upbeat. You know, like how could you have this much energy? Yeah, man, absolutely. We're just really doing great. Like he was almost like mini Pete Carroll, right? Pete Brock Purdy comes. One of the nice things about Brock is he's like shot. Well, he's down to earth. How could you not be? You were the last pick in the draft. How do you have an ego? Eventually, he'll get one. But how do you have an ego as the last pick of the draft? They call you Mr. Irrelevant to your face, and you're supposed to be like, thanks. I'll, wear, I'll get this much to check it out, Mr. Irrelevant. I'm, that's me. That's, that's, I'm the guy. Isn't that great? That's, that's, that's got to humble you. That's humbling. You know when people like, are, are elected into the Hall of Fame, and they're like, man, this is so humbling? No, it's not. You're a Hall of Famer. It's the opposite of humbling. Being Mr. Irrelevant and having someone call you that forever is humbling. This news probably means no more Brady. Yeah. I, I don't I feel like Brady's stuck. I don't feel like people that's not the trend right now. Go get the oldest quarterback on the market and pay him a lot of money. I don't feel like that's what owners are trying to do right now. I'm just saying. QB driven yeah. league, someone will offer a first for Trey. Well, the, the other the other aspect of that is also is the salary cap component because I think they would take like I think it'd be like a six it'd be like a six million dollar cap hit I think it's like I think it might be like an eight if they trade them before the Pope the June one so like right now as it stands I believe the Niners have fourteen mil in cap space so they got a lot of work to do in the offseason. I mean they can they can do some salary cap maneuvering a lot but, but do you really want to take seven million dollar cap hit six million dollar cap hit you know maybe you do it for a first but like yeah it depends on what you're getting back depends on what yeah, you're getting, getting back. a third if you're getting a third you're really gonna do, you're gonna do it for that no because you're not necessarily getting a starter in the third round no you want to no, be not. trading him the whole, the whole idea is okay he's a backup now so let's trade him for a starter in a position we need okay well you can do that and it's with a top 40 pick or something like that but if that's not what you're getting then you then you're really selling low and look at right. it as like, we still see him as a starting quarterback, even if other teams don't. So we're going to s- stick with two guys who are starters and still have Maybe a cheaper they'll... quarterback room than 25 teams in the league. Maybe they'll move into running back. Tight end. <laughs> <laughs> Dominic Hewlett says, uh, here's a dollar. Thank you. Just tuned in. Please explain the news in a nutshell. Mike Silver says Brock Purdy. Spike Silver says he talked to two people in the Niners organization who confirmed to him that Brock Purdy will be the starting quarterback to start next season. Like, yeah. 
I mean, it's it's a it's interesting to hear that it came from the organization and the, and they're not planning on dancing around with Jimmy Garoppolo or quarterback competition. No one wants to actually have a quarterback competition. You don't have enough reps as it is, so that's what they're going to do. But it doesn't mean they're going to trade Jim, uh, Trey or anything like that. At least yet. Anything else you need yeah. to say on the, on the Trey Lance uh, Brock Purdy subject? No. Let's move on. Let's talk about something else. I've been talking about the defense for a month. I'm concerned about it. A lot of people feel like they're going to turn it on right now because it's Dallas. What do you think is the defensive cause for concern on Sunday? I do. I do agree with you that the defense has fallen off in the last in the last couple couple weeks. They've been balling. Now eight turnovers. Eight turnovers they forced in the last three games. So right. salute, and they get credit right. for that. I don't, to, to me, and it's coming from a defensive guy, I don't think it's a defensive league. I think yeah, you're going to need to win by all. The, the 49ers, yeah. when they lost the Super Bowl, they didn't lose because their defense. They lost Thank you. Their Thank they you. Their you had to count on giving up 31 points to the Chiefs. In this. It's the Chiefs. It's the NFL. It's Mahomes, right? Yeah. Let you. me ask you a question. If Think of the teams in the playoffs now. Like, who – who has a great defense? Whose defense is better than the than the Niners? That's a good question. Even with the even with the issues, well, statistically, like everyone's defense is better than the Niners the last four games. But on but yeah, but I, if if there's like somewhere, if what are they really? Yeah, they're probably the best defense in the in the in the playoffs, right? I mean, who has a better defense? Kansas City, no. Chiefs, not Buffalo, Buffalo. Buffalo. not Cincinnati, not Cincinnati. You I mean, argue. maybe I mean Dallas, no. Uh, the Eagles, you could argue. The Eagles, you could say. But I mean, they've had some bad. They've had some clunkers recently. Right. You look at if you look at the Eagles' schedule, they they've been vulnerable at times. Yeah. I mean, so Giants have some good players in their D line, but like, yeah, nobody's the nature. They of the got Wink Martindale. They got Wink. <laughs> I like saying Wink. the nature. The nature of the game. No, it's true. Makes, Makes it so it's so fickle. Like the rules are so fickle they, to lend some sort of offense. It's so difficult to just rely on a defense to win. Like you can give up big plays at the drop of a hat, and you know. Let me say why I'm concerned before before we write this off because you're making a good point that like look, we're holding them to like the standard of the past and they were never going to keep it up. Here's why I'm a little concerned about the defense. I feel like three really important people on the defense right now are not playing, are not themselves, are not their, playing at their tip-top shape. And I don't know why. Maybe I'm wrong. Three guys. Traverius Ward, Dre Greenlaw, Nick Bosa. With Traverius Ward, I feel like he got mossed in the, in the end zone by Devontae Adams. Hasn't been the same. With Dre Greenlaw, I think he's hurt. I don't know what's going on. He had a back thing. He was down for a while in this last game. I don't think he's playing at 100%. And then Nick Bosa, I I don't know if he's tired or he had an amazing season. He was pushing so hard to set the record. I don't know what's going on with that. So those three guys don't feel like they're at their tip top right now. And maybe that'll, maybe they'll flip the switch against Dallas because it's Jerry's team. I don't know. Because Michael Parsons is on the other side and they want to, I don't know, man, because they just flipped the switch. But if not, if not, if those three are compromised and this Niners defense isn't what we remember, then all of a sudden, you know, Dallas is going to be in second and five a lot, and they're going to have play-action shots down the field to freaking T.Y. Hilton and CeeDee Lamb, and it's going to be a shootout. It's going to be a shootout. Skip Bayless is going to be going crazy. Niners could win a shootout. They definitely can. But, I mean, this Dallas team, they've put up more than 40 points in a game, I think, five times. They put up 54 in a game. So they're good. they're a really good offense. They're the best team. They're going to be the best team the Niners have played all year. Well, it's except Kansas City, unless you think they're better than Kansas City. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, right. Dak's not quite Mahomes. No, <laughs> no. So what yeah. do you? I mean, look, the Niners have made some. They've played some really bad quarterbacks this year, or mediocre ones. Dak's better than most of the quarterbacks they face. They faced Herbert, but he didn't have any weapons. They faced Tua. I think Dak's better than Tua, even though Tua yeah. had good numbers this year. So, I mean, it seems to me if they play this, if they just keep Dak in the pocket and, and compress it, they'll be fine. But if they do what they did, like if they just let the guy leave, he'll take those scramble lanes. He'll make them, I don't know, he, he could make the Niners defense look really bad. 
He could put thirty points on him. Yeah, they can't. They they can't let they can't let Dallas get their running game going. And they, if Dallas can run the ball, the Niners are in for a very long game, a very tight game. But I don't know if they can. I mean, Ezekiel Elliott, uh, not impressive. I feel like like to get the job in Dallas, you have to sit down the interview and tell Jerry that you're willing to give Zeke ten carries a game, like. Why is that a condition of employment over there? It's all to, to appease him. He's the one person in the world who thinks Zeke is good. Or is it just because they paid him? I don't get it. Drafted him, paid him. They're really committed to that. I do, I do, think, I do think you have to make concessions when you, when you get that job in Dallas. Though. I don't know if that's the concession, but I think you do have to make concessions. I almost feel like that is the best part about facing Dallas. Is you know that what there's 64 plays a game, something like that. Uh, ten are going to him. <laughs> ten are going to At him. least ten are going to him. So I just throw away like fifteen percent of their offense. Great, thank you. Every time he goes, thank you. Three yards. Oh, he got four that time. I don't get that. Tony Pollard is so much better, but it's like Jerry's like, how freaking dare you give it to him? Steelers, Patriots, because he's trade for th- uh, three second round picks. Patriots, like, they got their own guy. They got to worry about, and the, and the Steelers just spent a first round quarterback on a on a on Pickett. Pickett, so Zeke is like Zeke is a, uh, he's a or Tevin Coleman was Zeke light. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. What about Miami? What about Miami? I like Miami for trade. If you made the trade, because they need another quarterback in case Tua gets hurt. He tends to get hurt. And they already got three first round picks for Trey. So it's like they already won, no matter what. <laughs> I, there's there's I think I read something today where they were talking about Lamar Jackson to Miami if if that whole the whole ball. That would be thing. fun. I would like to see what uh Mike McDaniel could do with you. Maybe how about this? Ooh, Maybe Lamar Jackson That would be money. Lamar Jackson to Miami, Trey to Baltimore. Genius! So he could be the next Kaepernick with oh no, Greg Roman. <laughs> Is that Trey Lance's ultimate fate, Greg Roman? Well, Kaepernick has some good years with him. I could see that actually. Harbaugh's I can see that. And, and I mean the Ra- like, I can see that. Ravens are good. But again, best. I don't see the Niners trading Trey. You can say it no. should happen, but it's not going to happen. I don't think it's happen. It's not going to happen. Brenda Dilly says, remember when people said Purdy and the Niners better adjust to playoff football and lower scoring, and then they hung 41 on Purdy's first outing? Ha ha. No. Maybe. But not really. But maybe. Brenda Dilly says, is it possible that the offense scoring more frequently and faster is leading to our defense being on the field longer and more, or more frequently? Yes. yes. I think it's possible. That's it's probably certainly played into it. Um Paul's talking shit. He's like, Grant acts like Dallas is the best team ever made. Might want to watch them play. They kill themselves, LOL. Oh, yeah, Paul? Why don't you say to my face? Why don't you say to my face, Paul? They didn't last week. I mean, they were on a – Dak was on a roll turning the ball over, but not last Grant week. acts like Dallas is the – all I'm saying is maybe we should take this matchup seriously. I just did a cone phone for two hours, and it was basically like, how do you guys feel about this game? And it was caller after caller after caller being like, yeah, we're going to destroy Dallas. Oh, yeah, we're going to destroy Dallas. So I was like – Okay. All right. I felt the same. I felt the you same went to way. overtime against the Raiders. Oh, you feel good because you beat Seattle. Nice. That's phenomenal. That's so great. You beat Gino. Gino. This isn't Gino. And I know Dak has thrown a lot of picks, but you know what? In the process, they score hell of hell of points on that team. It's a better offense than they had last year, I think. Tony, pa- I don't want to talk about Dallas anymore. Forget it's Dallas. A, They're going to lose. It's Mike McCarthy. I don't know. Maybe it's just an, it's a fan base thing, or maybe it's just strictly Niners fan base thing. But, Niner, but I feel like Niners fans do this all the time. Like last year, remember with the with the Rams? Like, oh, we, we, we're just run seven in a row. There's no way they can beat us. Like, yeah. Uh, and with Green, with Green Bay, it's like, you know, Niners fans tend to not give teams respect if they kind of have their number. And – Dallas is a good team, man. Like it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if Dallas beat a, if beat, beat the 49ers. I mean, like, look, Dak Prescott. 
Like, I, it's fair to be like, I don't know, man, it's Dak. Dude, the Niners are starting a rookie. <laughs> Seventh round. I, I mean, honestly, like, I, I'm, I'm picking the Niners to win this game. But, like, if Brock just happened to play like a rookie one time in the playoffs, you'd be like, Oh yeah, like I mean, that's that's why every that's why no rookies ever won. I'm just not that I think that's gonna happen, but it's on the table. Let me look at Russell Wilson's to, rookie year. What if it got to what if it got to Brock's backup? It's true, man. Like, Hold on. Since I'm looking, I'm seeing the parallels to uh, Russell Wilson's career. So Russell Wilson, ta- he starts as a rookie, goes to the playoffs, loses in the second round. 30 to 28 to Atlanta. In that game, he was 24 of 36 for 385 yards, two touchdowns, one pick, and a 109 rating. He balled out. They freaking lost to Matt Ryan, who went on to lose to the Niners in the NFC Championship game. So, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. That's that's the Niners going to lose 28 30 then. That's what happened. That's what's going to happen. Julio had like a crazy game, I think, that game. Uh Yeah, kind of like, yeah, 28 30. Yeah, that was when, when Julio was... I'm picking like, Niners 27-23. What are you picking? 27-23? No. Who are you picking? Niners. Um, I don't know. I think it'll I think it'll be a high-scoring game. I think Higher scoring? 37-33? Yeah, I think 30... 42-45? 30... 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 35-28. <laughs> I promise I'll let you talk. <laughs> I just keep talking. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. E-Dude says, rewatch a wild card last year. Jimmy was so bad and gave them so many chances to come back. So many field goals that should have been TDs. It's true. It's true. All right, though, before we talk about the quarterback position, I want to ask you specifically about Shavarius Ward. I mentioned earlier that he's one of three people on the defense I feel is not quite playing up to the standard they set all season. Bosa, Greenlaw, Ward, for different reasons. Um, I have no idea what the reason is for Bosa. For Greenlaw, I think he might be injured. For Ward, I think he might be a little shook from getting a little work by Adams and Metcalf the last few weeks. Do you think my concerns are uh, unfounded when it comes to Charvarius? I see where, I see where you're coming from, but I think that I think that playing corner in the NFL is really, really freaking hard. Like it's so you can't do anything to like, like, I've got I've got the NFL rule book right here. Like it says <laughs> if you if you fart on a wide receiver <laughs> you're like, you can that's true. That's true. You, you can't do any so Yeah. Of course you're gonna have moments where a guy yeah. like DK Metcalf or or um you know, any of the premier receivers, it's not like it's not like he got smoked by like, you know No. No. Reginald Reginald Smith, out of, you know, like no. I don't know, random yeah. guy, premier wide receiver. He got beat by premier wide receivers. You know, let me let me just say why I'm concerned, and then address a, a, a legit concern of mine. All season, this guy was not. I mean, not te- like people stayed away from him. Ultimate respect. He could be as disrespectful as he wanted to, in the sense of play as aggressive as he wanted to at the line of scrimmage, and teams were like, nope, that's Traverius, that's Traverius Ward. I'm not going there. And all of a sudden, teams have been like, you know what? I'm not impressed. And he has finally gotten tested, had some bad results, and I wonder, like, you know, is this going to start happening in the playoffs? Are teams going to be like, you know what? Maybe we shouldn't shy away. Because he was supposed like, hey, no one tests Traverius We'll have him shadow with the number one guy. Take him out of the game, then go from there. Like that's not exactly what's happening anymore. So I, it changes the the Niners' defensive equation. I think if you just can't count on him to just be Dion. Yeah, I think. Well, in this game, like the Dallas really only has their CD Lamb. Like right. So like as we talk about receivers, I mean, Gallup's all right. Like Dalton Schultz. No, you're talking wide receivers. Yeah. But the thing about CD Lamb is he's he in the slot, the slot a lot. Yeah. I don't think they'll that's if he's yeah. in the slot, I don't think he'll fall. I don't think Ward I don't think follow. so. I don't think so. No. It'll be that's part of the game. Like it's gonna be interesting what they how they handle that. Like what's I'll give them You know what they might do? You know what they might do? Put, don't put Hafanga. Do not put do not put Hafanga on C D Lamb. It's gonna be Jimmy Ward. 
I don't see D'Amico Ryans making wholesale changes to his defense on the same week where he's got four interviews. I think he's going to probably stick to what's been working. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That means Jimmy Ward in the slot. That's kind of a scary matchup. Nothing against Jimmy Ward. Jimmy, I love you, baby. But he, the whole world knows he's playing out of position. And God love him. He can do it. But this is a legit Pro Bowl. Is he a Pro Bowl wide receiver? I think he is. I don't know. Uh, Good receiver, though. Good player. Great name. And now Jimmy Ward is going to have to match up on an elite wide receiver. It's not going to be Traverius. Maybe that's better. Because right now, to me, Traverius Ward doesn't exude a ton of confidence. And yes, I'm a body language expert. I minored in body language and vibes. Vibes. Traverius Ward, not liking the vibes I'm getting from him right now. Jimmy Ward, always loved those vibes. Except for the last play in the first half. Those were bad vibes. But I feel like he cleansed his aura and now he's good. I saw his aura in the locker room this week. It's like orangish. But it's bright. It's brilliant. So that bodes well. I don't know what I'm talking about. Are we still going here? Traverius Ward? All right, so we both feel great about him. He's going to be fine. Bounce back game coming up for Traverius Ward. Let's talk about Brock Purdy because this is important. He's on a Cinderella streak. No one's ever done this. There's no reason to think it could end, but at the same time, history tells us it will. And if we're being honest, last couple of games, he's gotten kind of lucky with some balls that could have been picked, particularly the last game, first half. This is going to be the best pass rush he's faced. Not the best defense per se, per se, but the best pass rush. Um, how concerned are you that he's going to be the reason they lose this game? That somehow he's not ready for this? Slight, con- slight concern. I, I don't. It's it's it is it is another. If they can run the ball, it shouldn't be a problem, right? If they can run yeah. the ball, it shouldn't be an issue. I think he he sets as much as I. Th- I don't. Were you the person to ask him the question about, you know, the? I forgot how, exactly how it was phrased, but um, he he pretty much said he felt like he had less pressure at, at on the 49 I asked that question. Iowa State. Yeah. When he was at yeah. Iowa State, he felt like he had to do everything. Right. Yes. Um, yes. Now he he feels like with all the weapons, he's not. He doesn't feel the pressure. He can check it down to, to Christian and Debo right. and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 So, and he seems like he's pretty cool under pressure. Uh, I don't know. He might make a mistake, but I, I don't know. I, I would be, it would like, I would be very, very surprised if he had a game where he's like through for 194 and, and two picks or something like that. You know, like he might make a mistake, but I don't, I don't know that I would go as far as say he'll lose the game. Like if he throws, if he throw if he throws for 250, like 250, three touchdowns, and he has a pick, and he's at like seventy five percent completion, seventy seventy percent completion. Like we're gonna be like, oh, Brock blew the game for us. Like, yeah, you know when yeah, there's other factors happening. You know, like McGlinchey misses misses Parsons, and Parsons gets a sack fumble. Like whose whose fault is that? Okay, you so know? here's what concerns me about for for Brock against Dallas, Dan Quinn, the Dan Quinn factor. Now, Dan Quinn has placed has played Kyle twice since they split apart. And he's beat, well, beat him once, held him to 22 and 23 points. But it was Jimmy. Okay, so now it's Brock. And Dan Quinn is a Pete Carroll guy. The Niners just played Pete Carroll. And I feel like Pete Carroll was maybe the first guy who kind of presented a Brock Purdy-specific defensive game plan. In my opinion. I feel like a lot of people have been approaching the Niners like their offense is no difference with, with Brock than it was with Jimmy, which is a joke. And what Pete Carroll at least did, maybe you could do it against Jimmy too, but what Pete Carroll did in this game was, at least in the first half, especially in those third downs, play cover one, have that linebacker be sort of like the rat defender, and have him jump those in-breaking slants. And those were the ones a couple of times that almost got picked. Uh, If you can keep Brock Purdy in the pocket, you know some throws he's not going to attempt. And you know he's going to throw a lot of in-breaking stuff. And I feel like if he forces those throws, which he did in the first half of Seattle, I mean, it's a gamble. They'll either get picked off or they won't. I'm a little worried about that. I mean, Dan Quinn saw what Pete Carroll did. He's going to be able to do something similar. And he has a much better pass rush than Pete. So he can use this coverage. I don't know. It's like, I don't know. I'm a little concerned about it, man. Dan Quinn's good. 
a part to that though, right? He's gonna have the right game plan. I feel like in the first half. But here's, I think here's the thing that you gotta like. That's true. Purdy, Purdy adjusted in the middle of the game, like because the second half he was looking off that rat. He was looking That's off true. that rat backer, and then he was. That's true. And wasn't making the same mistake. So that's true. Maybe Quinn has a has a game plan, but Purdy. You know, I guess it would say how far or how far ahead can Dallas get before Purdy figures it out and then can yeah. make enough plays to. You know, wouldn't it be wouldn't it be funny if like Dallas jumped ahead like 20, 28 to three and then yeah the Niners, the Niners came back and won. <laughs> Kyle has to. And I love that. Kyle has to keep moving the pocket. He can't let Purdy like take deep drops behind this offensive line against his pass rush. And I think what's cool about Purdy, have you ever noticed like he, he does a lot of naked bootlegs where there's no blocker out in front of him. It's he's just all alone. And it seems to me that on the Niners, if you put McCaffrey or Debo in the backfield and you fake a pitch and then you run out, like the whole defense is going to go with the running back. So the Niners are able to really get Brock Purdy out on the edges alone a lot. Uh, just because everyone's so keyed in on stopping the run and shutting down CMC. You know what I mean? When like, oh, there goes Brock, and there's no one around him. And he's got a clear vision, and there's no one in front, and he's six feet, but it's okay. Uh, they got to, I mean, be careful of doing that toward Micah Parsons, but Micah Parsons is very aggressive too. I mean, it might work. The bootlegs, they've worked all year for Brock. Get him out of the damn pocket. Get him out. I'm scared of him in the pocket in this game is what I'm saying. It's a great pass rush. The Niners offensive line, you know what I think of it, other than Trent Williams. It's not just Micah Parsons coming for Brock Purdy. It's, it's uh, Demarcus Lawrence and Dorrance Armstrong and others. Get him out. And I don't know. I'd have to see how they, depending on how they play Parsons and how, Parsons, how aggressive Parsons is, you can run action toward him, make him get sucked in. If you yeah. if he gets sucked in toward the run and he rolls out, then you know, I, uh, Parsons is an athletic guy, but if he's, it's it's a hard to play. It's a hard play to make if you you come inside for the run and the quarterback moves back out and then chase him down. Like, probably not gonna catch. You know what I'd like to see in this game? A Christian McCaffrey throw. It's been about three. They they haven't. They've. It's only did it once this year. But if the, if this is a game where it's all about pocket movement and quick passes. Well, if you're going to throw like multiple quick, sl- I feel like the quick throws to the slant with whoever Debo or Christian running a swing route has not been working the last few weeks. Those don't go for big gains. People are overplaying him. Boom. Let Debo and Christian. I want them both to throw. I want three players on the Niners to throw touchdowns in this game. Why not? Debo, Debo, CMC. Although if the game if you lost the game on a non quarterback throwing an interception, whew, hot seat, hot seat. That's rough. rough. I think if I remember right, Juan Jennings. I think he initially arrived at Tennessee as a quarterback. I think. I think he, he did a lot of wildcat stuff at Tennessee too. Yeah, so he's maybe, he could do it maybe too. They'll get, maybe they'll get Trent Williams his touchdown this game. Remember they? Yeah, was it a couple years ago they were using him and they tried at a trick play and they. Tried to get him a touchdown and he dropped it. I think. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe that'll. This is going to be. This game is so interesting to me because I feel like it's going to answer a fundamental question about this team. If they come out and blow out Dallas, then I guess I feel like I need to forget about the stuff that happened after they clinched the division and now. It's like you know what? Throw it out. Throw it out. They were pacing themselves. It's a championship team. They rose to the occasion against Dallas. Forget the Raiders game. Or what happened the last month is prelude to what's going to happen on Sunday. And it's been staring us in the face. And a lot of us are like, you know what? They're going to turn the switch. I don't know. I don't know what it uh, Niner fans are telling me they're going to flip the switch. So, okay, I'm with them. All I feel like is their defense has been a mirage the last month. And it's getting propped up on these turnovers. What if Dax miraculously doesn't turn the ball over? How many points are Niners going to give up? I don't know, man. Boy, I can't wait. <laughs> they, Stay they, tuned, folks. The Niners are have always been reliant on turnovers during the Kyle Shanahan era. Kyle Shanahan and they've been getting them big time. Yeah. Last year, they didn't get that many turnovers. They were they've like, they've been getting them and not and not giving crazy. them. I don't want Niners fans to think I'm a hater. What I would like personally is for the Niners to win this game. Uh, the Giants to beat Philly. The NFC Championship. T- 
to be at Levi's, the Niners to win, the Niners to go to the Super Bowl, and I'd love to spend a week at two weeks in Arizona where it's warm and not raining, covering the Niners, where the whole center of the world, center of the football world is the Niners, and then whether they win or lose in the Super Bowl, I don't care. Because after that, there's no more games. I could, I, I could take or believe them at that point. But no, I, I would love them to go. I want to go to Arizona. Are you kidding? I want to do it. Let's do it. You don't want, you don't want to go to. Uh City of Brotherly Love. If they win the Super Bowl, I would get a lot more subscribers and views than if they don't win the Super Bowl. But if they win the Super Bowl, like where's the fun in that? <laughs> you want them to get you want them to get to the Super Bowl and lose them. Where's the fun in that? I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. I think it would be a lot of fun. I think it would be actually really cool. It would be so different. E dude. I heard, oh my I heard god, Grant what Huh? I said I heard Rihanna's going to be performing at halftime. That's cool. Do you have a Rihanna playlist, or the best of Rihanna playlist on your Spotify? I, I don't. I, do I don't. I don't. No. I don't. Uh, Brendan Dilly says McCarthy is trash, and if Dallas starts slow, they're going to get boat race. Dallas needs 35 to win. It might take either team 35 to win. Or, or maybe just Dallas. Uh, they fired Greg Roman in Baltimore. Oh, wow. Today? Right now? Wow. Apparently he's making three point five million dollars a year. Three point five. I like, I like that I, that icon, Kefka's laugh. I don't know. Not a final fantasy guy. Not a final final fantasy guy. Final fantasy. Yeah. No, you're. I never played. I know. No, I didn't play much Final Fantasy. No. no. It, what, what, what were those games called? They were like. I didn't play Final Fantasy. No. Run, no, run, run it down. Like RPG. RPGs. Yeah. No. RPG. <laughs> <laughs> run, run, run it down their throats," says Dennis McCray. I remember. I, yes, I remember. Um, I remember uh, renting Final Fantasy what seven, whatever it was that was really big, and then playing. And I'd never played an RPG before. I'm being like, "What the hell is this? What the hell is this? I hated it. I was like, this is awful. I thought it was going to be like Mortal Kombat or something. You know what I mean? I just want to mash the buttons, and I can't." <laughs> Sean says, Purdy is exactly who you want against a stout pass rush. Mobile can make throws on the run and move the chains with his legs. Here's the thing. Jimmy was pretty good against a quick pass rush too, at least with the with the with the Rams, because he would they you you knew what the he would just get the ball out of his hands. He wouldn't try to do too much. He right. knew he couldn't get away from the pass rush. Purdy runs around. Purdy's high stepping on people. I hope he doesn't do too much in a playoff game running around, especially against his pass rush. Just get the ball out of your hands. But Kyle could help with that by like moving the pocket. I don't know. I'm gonna, I don't know. Uh, Grant is gonna dunk on the Niners if they lose. So hard. You kidding? Of course. I'm just laying in the weeds. I'm just waiting. It's gonna it's gonna depend how they lose. It's true. Of course. Of course. <sighs> Who has more pressure, Dak to be the seventh round rookie or Purdy in his second game? It's Dak, but I don't know that you could argue. Like, no one really expects Dak to win, though. That's I mean, true. Ma- I, maybe maybe I in other parts think, of the country. I don't think the pressure. I don't think the pressure is necessarily on Purdy, but it's definitely on. It's on the Niners. I, I think on it's on the Niners. If the Cowboys lose, they'll be like, "Great year, Niners were great. What are you gonna do? You know, great year, and Dak's back, and you know, uh, if the Niners lose, it's." Catastrophic, not catastrophic, but it's not good if the Niners lose. There's no good spin on that. Well, what they'll say is, is Brock's fault, and you can't blame him though because he's a rookie. Yeah, that's what's gonna happen if they lose. They're gonna blame. Brock. I mean, you only have to you only have to look at Twitter where like pretty much all the Niners fan base is guaranteeing the win, right? So, if you even mention that maybe Dallas stands a chance, people are like, "Dude, you're a hater." It's like, okay, all right, okay, all right, okay, all right, hey. <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure. Losing a halftime against Seattle, but you're going to blow out Dallas. Sure, okay, yeah, that makes it could happen. Definitely could happen. I just, I don't know. I'm not going to talk about it anymore. <laughs> uh, they're going to play the game. We'll find out. Keith Murphy says, "How many rush yards do you think Dallas can allow and still win? And do you think Dallas defense can hold us under that number? I mean, last year they gave up 180 plus and and, and only 23 points. So, like, you know, I don't know. Yeah, it's also, it's 180." Also Relative to the quarterback, how well, 
how well is their offense is how well is Dallas's offense playing? That's a good point. TNA Travel says if the Niners win, Grant will uh, sat the same stuff all week about the next opponent. Check my head. But what about the Raiders game? I just did say that if the Niners destroy Dallas, I will stop talking about the Raiders game. I will never mention the Raiders game again if the Niners destroy Dallas. I just well, feel they like... Destroy, they have to destroy them. It can't be win by like a point. I, I know the Niners destroyed Seattle last week. I feel like Seattle destroyed themselves. Gino. Gino. Seattle fans love that, man. Love them. Too much. They're a little too mad at Russell Wilson and a little too happy about Geno Smith. I don't understand the psychology there. What did Russell Wilson do that was so bad other than win a freaking Super Bowl for them? They should be... They're way too mad at their one guy who ever won a Super Bowl for for that team. I don't like it. Yeah, Russell Wilson's a joke now, and they made a great... It was a great trade getting rid of him when they did. But have some respect and stop acting like Geno Smith is better than him. Because he's not. He's Geno Smith. He's cheaper, at least that, at least right now. Yeah, that's true. That is true. That is true. Cheaper. Let's go with your lock. Gabs Tadaro says Purdy has proven himself every week. He's clutch. He'll be clutch again. Can you do me a favor? Read the comments slowly. I'm from Brazil and you speak fast. Oh, okay, my bad. Purdy is proving himself every week. He'll be clutch again. Can you do me a favor? Read the comments slowly. I'm from Brazil and you speak fast. I'll read the comments slowly in general from now on because people pay and I should get it right because I'm over here like speaking some made up language that's kind of like English, but not really. Will Jason Peters injury shift the balance? Says Gizmo Maltese. I don't think he's that good to begin with. I don't think it makes that big of a difference. I think that's a, that's a, a weakness one way or another. Steven Gorman says, Trey for a sweet young corner on a rookie deal, Dantzler. You might want to think about it. Or a right tackle. You might want to think about it. But if you feel like you need to have two starting quarterbacks, then you got Trey. Would you trade him? Would you trade Trey to Seattle for their starting right tackle? Who's He's a rookie this year. I don't know. He's good. Both their tackles are good. How many sacks did Nick Bosa have last game? Zero. Yeah, those guys are good. I don't know. But I don't I, I, I think Seattle really likes Geno. Like, you don't understand. They really like he's they're, they're like I don't understand. It's like the most kind of pathetic breakup rebound story of all time. It's like, guys, you're just really upset about your previous you don't need to get married right now. You know, it's been 9 months. You're still really kind of getting over your re- previous relationship and there's a lot of weird emotions here. Like, slow down. Take it one year at a time. I don't know if I, why that analogy came, and if you felt like but that. Be, if, when it, so you think that they're going to re-sign Gino? They're they're going to use their that first round pick not on a quarterback, but to bolster the roster around Gino. And go. With they're the going to do that, and it's going to be the biggest mistake ever. And Niner, be- the Niners are going to be like, yes. <laughs> honestly, like the biggest threats to the Niners in the NFC moving forward to me, oh Philly. But also, Seattle and Detroit are right there. If they could only get a Jalen Hurts, Brock Purdy, young quarterback who's cheap. But they're not. They're not. Detroit's going to lock themselves into Goff. Seattle's going to lock themselves into Geno. And the Niners won't have to worry about them. And it's hilarious to me. It's so funny. It's so obvious. But these teams, man, they make this mistake all the time. The Niners made the mistake with Jimmy for years. And now it's like, it's seductive, right? Because it's like, well, his numbers are good. And... We're decent. Like, oh, he's not the problem. Yes, he is the problem. He's not good enough. And once you, like, get out of that purgatory, it's like, oh, my God, how are we stuck there for five years? Oh, oh this feels so much better. Yes, it does. It does. The, pro- the problem is that, like, when you pay mediocre quarterbacks, it's it's too far above mediocre. Like, it's not. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Because it's a quarterback-driven league, and you got to have them, and that's the going rate. No, 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 no. Once you start spending $30 million a year on a quarterback who's the 13th best quarterback in the league or something like that, you're not winning a Super Bowl. How do you win a Super Bowl? How? You're always There's always going to be multiple teams with better quarterbacks or cheaper quarterbacks. Who are, it's not going to happen. But you can say, we got stability here. We made the playoffs. Yay! We're Minnesota. Our- Great. Have you checked our our Buffalo and uh, 
have Mahomes and Josh Allen reached the like fourteen? Mahomes, 14 Mahomes has Allen hasn't. That's why I picked Buffalo this year. I was like, eh, I don't think Kansas City, but maybe uh, a quarterback that good, it does. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe if it's, you're the greatest quarterback of all time, there's some exceptions. But they haven't won it yet. No, they haven't won it yet. It could be the Niners for this very reason. Conundrum. And then if the Niners say the Niners win this year and next year and the year after, how do you not resign Brock Purdy yet? But but look what happened to Seattle. They won with Russell Wilson. They kept him. Defensive players didn't want it. They broke up the team. It never worked. Ever again. But they were good. Had some good years. Came close. He was great. Didn't work though. That could be the Niners. But you know what? We're getting way ahead of ourselves. If we're bringing up uh, us against the Raiders, what about Cowboys versus Commanders? That's true. They freaking lost and scored six points. How'd that happen? The Commanders. It's true, man. It's true, man. It's a good point. It's an awfully good point. But you could argue that maybe the Commanders played great defense that day and the Niners haven't played great defense in a while. I guess that's what I would say. Right. Does Drake Jackson play this week? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I I think some of it could be match. I mean, remember that's an interdivisional, you know, True. game. So, like those teams True. know each other. You can look look at the NFC West. Like, there's times when X team isn't good, but they'll play another team hard just because they know each other. You know, so Washington's D tackles have been a lot more dominant than the Niners' D tackles recently. Yes. Like the, I'm not saying the Niners are like their liabilities, but the Niners haven't been like dominating against the run the last few. I think they've given up more than 100 yards on the ground to the last three games. So, I, if I, yeah. do you think, do you think Nick Bosa or Micah Parsons has a bigger impact on this game? I mean. I don't know. I mean, like, I want to say Bosa because I think he's better than Parsons. And he's going to turn it on. You know what I'm saying? He's going to turn it on. He's going to flip a switch. All of that. But maybe, I don't, I don't know, man. I'm confused. I've confused myself has, on this matchup. He has came through for them an awful lot this season. So I would I would go with Bosa just because throughout the season, I mean, he's, he's come through big time. Even the Raiders game, right? He made the play. I mean, that was – he did. He, he had a bad game. He had four quarter, five quarterback hits in the in the, the the play to win the game. Here's the thing about Parsons though. Last year against the Niners, he was basically playing uh, inside linebacker. He was off the ball for like 41 snaps. This year, I think he's going to be playing on the edge. So he might be just more of be, might be able to make more of an impact there. I don't know. True. And you know, God forbid that he ever goes on Mike McGlinchey's side. Who's having a really good season, by the way? Did you did you know that? He's having a great season. He's having one of his best seasons. Yeah. yeah. He's doing such I a good he, job. He's just getting more money than, than, you, than you might think he's going to get. Hey, man, if he if he has a good game this game, he's going to make some money. Let's be let's be fair. He's been having the best season. Like, do it one more time, and then you'll for sure get some respect and some money because – he can't hide in this game. There, are, I feel like he got a lot of credit for the Max Crosby game, right? But he, even Chris Forster came out. And he was like, I mean, it wasn't. It was a team effort. You know, we had chips and we rolled away from because Max Crosby's the only guy you really had to worry about on that D line. You can't. Right. Everyone's good on Dallas's D line, so there's going to be a lot. Of, some snaps where Mike's on his own. You're your own, Mike. What you got? One one. I think that's the whole show. Does Drake Jackson play this week? Chip. To chip? chip. No, nah, I think the whole thing with the Niners is they want to get five in the pattern, right? They want to, like, they're not, you don't see them in third and long very much. And when they are in third and long, they're not very aggressive with Brock Purdy. Like, they're a third and manageable team. Usually third and three, third and four. And that in those cases, McGlinchey doesn't kill you. Sorry. Hurt you. But in third and eight. <laughs> <laughs> Does Drake Jackson play this week? Who is better uh, overall, Lamb or Ayuk? Hmm. Uh, hmm. I mean, 
like hmm. I think Lamb has gotten more. He's gotten more opportunities. Yeah, he's gotten more press. He's got more opportunities. He's not overshadowed by Debo Samuel. But is he really better than Brandon Ayuk? I don't know about that. It's a good question. I feel like you could take CD off that team, put Ayuk over there, and he would do the same thing, if not better. They're both really good. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, you could say at off. the same time that CD Lamb has a lot more uh, attention on him, like Ayuk has Debo. I mean, yeah. At, sometimes Ayuk's the fourth option. CD's the one, the first option on that team. So I don't know. They're both good. Maybe CD. You put CD on this team. Great name. Huh. Is this a Kittle? Is this a Kittle game? He was quiet the last game. No, I feel like no. now that Debo's back, it, it like Debo gets the targets. Debo and and McCaffrey get the touches, no matter what. And then so like, Ayuk and Kittle sort of have to. They it, it comes at their expense, so Kittle will get like four targets. They'll be in the red zone. I don't know. That's how I see it. Is, is Ross Dwelly still on this team? Dude, what happened? I don't understand it. He's going to get signed by some team and have a Hall of Fame career. <laughs> and they're going to be talking about, oh, what if they get rid of Trey Lance? No, 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 Ross Dwelly. Brandon wants to know, will Drake Jackson play this week? Who was better? The over? Uh, oh, no. We didn't answer Drake Jackson. What do you think? Drake? Yes? Uh, I'm going to say no. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think the Niners are going to switch much up. I think they feel. I think they feel their the edge guys that they play over him are better, uh, and they want to. They want to have depth in, uh, inside, and so, and they feel like some. They feel like those some of those edge guys that they do play can play inside if they need. They need to write. Hyder Hyder has played inside and has it's done true. pretty well. So. With Dwelly, I think the th- the deal is like the Niners don't really throw to their number two tight end. I think they just use him as a blocker most of the time, and that's not really his. He's he has good hands. He's that's what he does. Right. And they don't throw it to him. I guess Kyle's attitude is like, why would I ever call a play for Ross Dwelly? Why would I do that? That's fair. If he, I, I wouldn't have a comeback. Yeah. You got me. But I mean, like I don't know. Once a, once in a while, no, 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 he'll catch it. He'll be open. I don't know. Our D line is worse than 2019, right? The D. I mean, I mean, Armstead. That was his best year. Like he's still kind of getting into form now. Buckner was on that team. Yeah. Like not even close. The depth. I think if you're talk, if you're talking about the depth of this D line is better, but if you're talking about yeah. start, like starting four. Yeah. yeah the backup D line this year is actually. Well, not it's not great against the run though. That's the thing. They got depth on the on the edges, but not in the interior. Okay, Niners forty seven, Cowboys forty six. Look, looking forward to this one. All I ask is if the Niners win, can you please give me something to complain about afterward? All right, don't put me in a position where I have to be like, you know what, the Niners are great. I have I have no I have no quibbles with what they did. As long as I can be like, yeah, but. I'm good. So now I'm giving you'll, you all my secrets. Find you'll find a way. You'll find a way. <laughs> I, think it'll, I think it'll be all right. I think people think that I'm like naturally, that like I, I like hate everything. I'm actually very opt. I, I like a lot of stuff. I, use, I don't go to movies and be like, yeah, this sucked. It's just football teams. The Niners in particular. High standard. <laughs> but didn't, it's fun. didn't Kyle say he, he would, he's that way though, right? Like, when you go when he's buying the house with his wife, he's, he nitpicks the house and he, he really likes it, but he nitpicks it like so. I'm not that way. I'm only that way about Kyle Shanahan. I'm really <laughs> yeah. an easygoing guy with everyone else, but with Kyle, sorry, bud. Thanks for watching the show. Great to see you. Go have a good time. Yeah. In Brazil, that's where he is. Yeah. Isn't that's that cool? I'm not in, not in Paris. I'm in- not in Paris. But watch out! Now that people know that you're in Brazil, they're gonna be like, "Oh, I was watching." Yo, Coach Justin. Happens all the time. You know what I, you know what I tried this week I, that I liked in the uh, pineapple, pineapple and mint. They do like a pineapple and mint trick, like juice here. Ooh, it's pretty good. It's a, that a, sounds good. On a, I like that. 
iced up on a, on a hot day on the, on the beach lake. It's pretty. Is it the summer because it's the southern hemisphere? Yeah, it's flipped. It's flipped. Uh, that is cool. Does the does the toilet spin the other direction? You know, I think I haven't paid attention to that. That would have been the first thing. That would be the first thing I would do. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Thank you for watching the show. Uh, I thought it was a good one. Have a great Friday. See you Thanks, soon. everyone.